Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast, and this is a special video edition. So, depending on where you're watching this, uh, you'll either see our beautiful faces or you'll hear our awesome voices, right? So, I am with the one and only Chris Chico. How are you doing, Chris? I am doing great, Joe McCall. You, you, every time I see you, you're, you're walking on your treadmill, so you get me seasick. So, every so often, I'm gonna gotta not look at you just so I can retain my composure. I told Chris, I said, uh, hey, I'm going to do this for you, especially because every time he, he always complains about it when I do this on <laughs> Facebook or whatever. Yeah. And uh, this is the first time I've actually walked while I'm trying to talk into my mic. And I just realized my voice might be going in and out. So uh, hopefully the my audio guys can level the audios to make it all work. It depends, but I also if put somebody, my, depends if somebody's actually listening, but go ahead, continue. That's right. Nobody probably is like yes. all one or two of you. But I also, if you see on the video, I got my glasses on my forehead like Chris. Yes. I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to be like Chris. And I have my microphone here. See my microphone. I got my microphone too. See That's that awesome. right there. Yeah, maybe you should walk a little bit. on. Your I'm going to walk around like that around town. I'm going to walk around like that around town with just that microphone. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So those of you that don't know, I've interviewed Chris on my podcast, realestateinvestingmastery.com, at least twice. No, more than Three. that. This might be the fourth time. We this did might one be the fourth. Previously, I don't know if you published it. That's coming up soon, maybe. I did. On the oh, one on Facebook? I, I thought I did. But I, don't know. I want it better leave. You know what? It was so good. I forgot. You were, yeah. Maybe when? that's why I forgot because it wasn't that good. Oh. Uh, I'm writing myself a reminder here. Yeah, I was wondering when okay. it's going to come out. Every day I look on my phone, is it coming out? Is it coming out? And then I'm like, oh my God, he must be saving it. He must be I like, I thought I did. I'll have to look on that. Okay, maybe I got myself a note. So, hey, today on this podcast, I wanted to talk with Chris Chico about, well, let me give you some more context, go back a little bit. About a week or two weeks ago, I started recording coaching calls with students for podcasts. So I put out uh, the message on social media and I said, hey, who wants to be on my podcast to record a coaching call with you? And a bunch of people replied. And within like a day, I had about 15, 20 people. Mm -hmm. So I shut it down. This is great. And I, I, I really am enjoying these calls with people. And uh, some of them are my coaching students. Some of them are just listeners. Some of them are real experienced. Some of them are never done a deal before. And so in a half hour, I'm trying to find out where they are, where they want to be, what are some of the things that are blocking them, and then giving them some advice. So Chris Chico applied to be on this. I'm like, what, Chris? Like, <laughs> I mean, I love you to death, but I don't want to talk to you like that. Like, you're, you're but he was just joking. And I said, hey, listen, maybe you and I can get on the call and we can talk about something that's really important. And uh, Chris is so much better at explaining this than I do, but it's like, we were talking, you know, what is, what is the, the attributes? What are the characteristics of good coaching students, right? What is it that makes one coaching student with not much money at all do a bunch of deals? What makes another coaching student who has a lot of money and struggles to do any deals? What is it with their mentality, their mindset, their 
determination, their work ethic, whatever. Is it their education? Is it their good looks? Is it whether whatever, like what is it that makes a good student a good student? What makes somebody do deals and what makes somebody not? Like how, if you're going to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for coaching, uh, how can you get the, the most out of your money? There's a lot of idiots coaches out there. We get that, right? There's a lot of scams. There's a lot of people that sell really expensive, high-priced coaching, and then they don't really deliver on it. They're not doing deals. They, they outsource their coaching to some call center in Utah, whatever. But, like, still people will sign up for those crappy coaching programs and crush it and do lots of deals, right? So that's kind of the context of what I wanted to talk to Chris about. So, Chris, why don't you uh, first tell us about you and uh, you're from Puerto Rico. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah, my name is Chris Chico, and I my part-time job is I try to be on Joe's podcast as often as I can, <laughs> right, because I don't have my own podcast. So I figured, hey, why not adopt a podcast? And so here I am, Joe. I'm, I'm inching toward the record. I want to be the number one in appearances. So every so often, I have to, like, make make stuff up. But I almost swore. And am I allowed to swear on your podcast? <laughs> You are allowed to swear. Okay, thank but, you. But I, I've thought about this often. Like, man, it would be cool if I could do a podcast regularly with Chris Chico. But then I'd have to put the E on a podcast in iTunes. It would have to be marked explicit. I couldn't do that. It would be. It would be marked explicit. But you know what? It would be the only explicit podcast for real estate we'd investors. Have, we'd right? probably have more listeners. Because yeah, we'd probably have more listeners because they want the real deal. So my name is Chris Chico, and then, uh, you know, for, for I'll make it short, I'm a real estate investor. I'm known for really the term virtual wholesaling. I'm here in South Florida where the market wasn't going that great in 2008. I figured out a way to do deals virtually, and so I, I did that. Uh, I then took all my training and materials and then ended up just putting together materials and sharing it with others and selling that. And so I do both real estate investing and I also do um, also teach others as well. And I think, and I'm just trying to keep it short, right? Because people can always Google my name and we don't, you know, I always say the real estate, uh, I, I'm going to um, not tell you the typical real estate and I hate to use the word guru uh, sob story. I was up and then I was down and then I was, you know, just an imbecile, but then I, was I bought this thing and then all of a sudden the world opened up and here I am today and I am so grateful. Okay, we, we just cut that short, okay? Just skip it. <laughs> yeah, just skip it. <laughs> and so, uh, so when Joe, uh, I did that jokingly, but then Joe and I went back and I said, I, I messaged him yesterday. I'm like, okay, is this for real? Am I really getting on the phone with you? I mean, I really enjoy talking to you, Joe. And he said, yeah, let's get together. And so what I thought about is, hey, uh, look, I, I right now, I don't do coaching, right? It's not my thing. So I'm not here to try to sell people coaching or anything like that. But I thought about it and I made a note of some of the things that when I was doing coaching and, and when I've had the experience of coaching students like, like Joe does, where, you know, you have some students that do amazing and then some, some that don't. And, you know, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason, but you start to see patterns, right, in that. Um, and there's certain things that I, I wrote down that I think uh, that are foundational items, meaning that uh, I think that if you don't get these items correctly, regardless of whether or not you're going to go hire a coach or maybe do it yourself or maybe buy a course, whatever the direction you're going in, I think that if, 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 if the foundation from where you start isn't correct, 
then you're going to struggle. And that's the reason why we're here talking together, aside from the fact that you love listening to me and I like to be number one on your podcast visitor list. <laughs> Let me tell you guys first, too, Chris has a wicked sense of humor <laughs> in, in both senses of those two words. But anyway, it was his course back in 2008 when I said, you know what, doggone it, I'm going to stop. I think he called it absentee owner profits at the time. Right? That's where I started. Yeah, absentee owner profits. And I said, you know what, I'm going to buy one more course and I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop do, questioning anything and I'm just going to do what this guy says to do. And I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to ask questions. I think this relates to what we're talking about. Yeah, it does. Because I said, I'm just going to trust the system. I'm going to stop trying to change it. I'm going to stop trying to fix it or shortcut it. Because I, at the time, I had 20 different courses, and a lot of people listening to this have bought a lot of, it, of education. And they're trying to piecemeal all these different things together. They may say, I, I like this guy's contract. I like this guy's marketing. I like this guy's stuff on that and that. And they try to put it together, and it doesn't work. I was trying to be a jack of all trades, but I was really a master of none. So when I buckled down, and I said, because my, my back was against the wall. I was hemorrhaging cash. I said, I got to learn wholesaling. So I took Chris's course and I didn't like his postcards. I didn't like his contracts. I didn't like his scripts. No offense, Chris, but I thought I just, I didn't like it. I thought it was ugly. It was unprofessional. I thought it was too, he made it sound too easy, but I just did it. I just did it. And then my first deal, I made 12,500 bucks on it. And then I started averaging two or three deals a month. And I remember Chris so vividly, the feeling of like, holy crap this stuff works. I mean, I was blown away. Like I, cause I'd seen the gurus talk about it. I've seen the, the checks on their presentations. I seen the testimonials and I thought it was all BS and it was just fake. But when I actually implemented what you said to do, it worked. So here we are, you know, 10 years later, Chris, can you believe that? I know. I know. And it's funny you mentioned that because I was going to, one of the things that you also did after that is you iterated right because there's things that you do now that i have no idea about that i have no expertise about and so i think that that's one of the things that i wrote down too as well because part of it is uh, you you should we go you want to get yes. let's start going through them okay yeah because your notes are really good and i don't have any notes yeah you don't have any notes you're completely un, 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 <laughs> unqualified you're even, even unqualified to, to run this podcast okay this I'm gonna is go, only I'm my gonna, 600th episode I'm going to go to your compound in St. Louis and wherever you are. I don't know where you are now. It's too cold for me to even remember. And I'm going to do a, a coup. I'm going to take over. Okay. Okay. All right. Fine. All right. Come on. So, you know, the, the first thing I was going to mention is most people focus on where they're going. Right. And, and it's easy because you're here and you're like, okay, I want to get there. And the first thing I wrote down is that um, this is what I wrote down is focus first on where you're coming from. First, you focus on where you're coming from first, because if you stood today in a different place, you would see things differently. And how you see things today uh, open up the possibilities for action. And so part of that is when I say that, and I say that because a lot of times what happens is if you're trying to do this business for a bit and you've been through buying some courses or seminars and they didn't work out, then, and I see this all the time in support because now you're looking at the present and looking at what needs to happen in the future with all the baggage of, of everything that's happened in the past. And, um, and, and I think that there's a, couple, there's a couple things. Number one is that um, sometimes people don't take responsibility, right? Because 
in the end, you know, you could say, I hear this all the time. I said, well, you know, that program didn't work because it was a scam or that program didn't work because I didn't get the support or maybe you know, they, didn't, they didn't give me what was offered. And I always listen to that, but I listen to that with some uh, hesitation because uh, of the fact that a lot of times people don't take responsibility, right? Because there's a, uh, and, I, and I always think about, we get sometimes, unfortunately, people that uh, will say, hey, look, I've spent 20, 30, 40, $50,000 on different seminars and courses and um, and I and I just haven't done a deal yet, and and when I and and they're still searching, and and the challenge that I find with that is that to me it's sad because in my I feel it that they're just not going to be successful because there's something else internally, right, that they haven't fixed in the way they look at the world and the way they're operating internally that's not allowing them to be successful, and so the the thing I I think about is to me is look. Whatever's happened in the past in terms of, of failures that you've had, you have to kind of let those go. You have to take responsibility for the fact that maybe you made a bad decision on the coach, you made a bad decision on the product, or whatever decisions you made, and you got to start today from scratch. Because if you don't do that, then it's always clouded by everything in the past. You're going to be holding that back, and you're not really going to look at that from a possibility. So if Joe's offering you a coaching program, and let's say that, coach, that Joe's willing to coach you, and, and Joe has an amazing process, which he does in order to get people successful, but now in your mind, your, your mind is tainted because of all the, 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 the bad decisions you made in the past and all those things that didn't work. Now you walking into Joe's program is really not going to give you a chance of making it work, or it's going to be very difficult simply because you're not opening yourself to the possibility that, hey, you know what, I, gotta, I just got to work from a clean slate moving forward and, and use this approach, as, as Joe said, and look, I'm just going to follow this and, 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 and do my best with it. So any, any thoughts that, on that, Joe? Well, and there's, it makes sense sometimes to like, it's okay to ask questions and to question the process, you know, but it's like there comes a point when you have to like say, damn the torpedoes, whatever that means. But like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to not stop or quit until it works. Right. And that takes a leap of faith. Right. Uh, but that's what it took for me. When I saw what you were teaching, it was so simple. I thought it can't be this easy, but you know what? I'm just going to do it anyway, because my back was finally against the wall. And I see that with so many people. It's like, if you're almost, it's almost like, you know, if you're too comfortable, it's going to be harder for you to succeed and to make this business work for you. You got to get yourself a little uncomfortable. You got to get yourself somehow in a situation where you're like, I did a great podcast, Chris, with this guy named Gregory Hodges. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody needs to go back and listen to this. This is a guy, good old hillbilly from Southern California. And it's okay that I call him that because he'll laugh. But super awesome guy. I meet him in Spain. I'm in Barcelona, Spain, doing a workshop there. And this guy comes, you can tell he's from the United States because he's got his shirt buttoned down. He's got his hair popping out got the gold chain you know and he's got the cowboy boots i was like hey what you doing he goes oh hey you know what's going on i talked to this guy and i got a point in this story okay so i'm talking to him and he's like well what are you doing here and he says well you know joe i i don't know i'm just kind of you said i heard on your podcast talking about coming here to, to spain so i'm gonna come here <laughs> just to say hi i said okay well tell me a little bit about you and he said well you know i'm not trying to brag or nothing but like I did about $900,000 last six months wholesaling, not trying to brag or nothing. I'm just a simple guy. Mm -hmm. like, what? He said, yeah, you know, 
I said, well, what are you doing? He said, well, I just, you know, I heard you on a podcast and you were saying, send out postcards. So I said, okay, I'm going to send out postcards. And like, I don't know what I'm doing, but like my philosophy is real. So I'm asking more questions. Just my philosophy is really, really simple. I just like, F it. That's his philosophy. So he starts talking about his philosophy and I'm, I'm not using his language. You could use right. his language, Chris. But he's like, his whole philosophy and the reason why he was so successful was his philosophy was like, F it. I'm going to do it anyway. And he said, he says, this is so hilarious in this podcast. Like he didn't have the buyers. He didn't understand the contracts. He didn't know what would happen. Like he did bandit signs for a long time. He's like, if I have to go to jail, F it. Like, I'm going to figure this right. out. I'm going to do it because his back was against the wall. And so a lot of times I think you got to have that attitude and you like F it, you know, I'm going to make this work because I trust the system. And part of that is, is also letting go of whatever, you know, whatever didn't, didn't, whatever didn't work in the past, you know, and especially coming into the new year, this is a clean slate, right? So if you haven't done a deal, if you're sitting here and you're trying to make things work, yeah, you know, use, look at, don't, don't discard completely what's happened in the past, you know, because some of that experience is, is useful but you got to be uh, coming into the to the new year with a clean slate, a clean mind, in order to be able to be open to the possibilities that may be there in front of you. Good. Well, the, the the other thing I had, I thought uh, the other thing is uh, this is kind of a, a a little bit of a pet peeve of mine is that um, I, I said this before. Everybody's looking for a paint by the numbers coloring book, mm, right? Yeah, and so um, you know, and, and what happens is you've seen this before where like you tell them do eight, one, two, three. And the minute just one of those things just doesn't work exactly as you said it would work, then all of a sudden it all goes to hell. Oh, you know what? This doesn't work. Oh, you know what? This is not, you know. And, 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 and so the fact is, is that, um, you know, I always say that the seminar or the course or, the, or whatever is, is the starting point. It's not the destination, right? And I think that I thought about this and, and this would apply directly to you is that the mo my most successful students are the ones that took action, right? Just said, hey, I'm gonna do what you're telling me to do and that's it. And, and, then, it, and then they make it their own, right? Because that's what you've done. You've taken the, what you got from me and, and now you've made it something your own that, that you've increased your capabilities even more so than, than stuff that I know about, right? So you're, you're, you're doing your own thing. And, and I think that that's what I see where people, you know, if you're sending out a postcard or a letter and it doesn't work exactly as, 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 as we said it's going to work, you just throw your hands up in the air and say, oh, you know, forget it. As opposed to really sitting and saying, okay, well, how can I take this as a starting point and how can I get some input so I can then figure out what works, right? So that's, that's, that's a great point. experience that with people that, uh, you know, basically that it's not a coloring book. It's not a paint by the numbers coloring book. If it was, everybody would be making money. <laughs> Such a good point. Can I read you? I, 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 I'm hoping that I don't embarrass the person who sent this. I'm going to send, I'm going to read right now a question that I got yesterday from a coaching student. And uh, I answered the question, but I also, I, I, I gave him some gentle correction because this is a typical what if question of like, this being you got to be careful of anticipatory thinking so this is a question he says he even says this is a scenario you do a lease option deal you get your assignment money from the buyer and in two years you hear back from them wanting their feedback their assignment feedback 
plus attorney charges and other damages, or they will sue you unless you fix a problem they are having, whether it's the buyer's mortgage company, the home inspector, or code inspector, to get the occupancy inspection. They find a few things wrong during the home inspection, like their house roof is really old, uh, it needs to be replaced, or maybe there's some termite issues. The buyer wants a fair seller concession on the closing because he thinks it's fair, and the bank probably won't get the deal done, blah, 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 because it's in bad shape. Okay, the seller doesn't want to give in anything, and the seller wants to sue you also, and the buyer wants to sue you. They blame you for the deal blowing up, blowing up, and you told them that they would be responsible for repairs, but then this, so that's the question. That's right. the scenario that this guy's putting in his head. And he's giving me that as a question, like, what if this happens? I was like, oh my gosh. So I took a deep breath. <laughs> and I said, I said, okay, well, first of all, if you go through my course, I talk about that. Like, for example, you make the tenant buyers get a professional inspection before they move in the house. Right. But I said, you got to be so careful. I came back and I politely, gently said, you've got to be careful with anticipatory thinking and trying to think that you've got to have all the answers and all the what-if scenarios figured out before you start taking action, there's a thousand questions like that. And if you worry about that yeah. and you start thinking like you have to have all that figured out, you're never going to get anywhere. Besides, anybody can sue you for anything, no matter how smart you are. That's just the way this business works. So you get, you're being careful of like to what you were saying before, you just you don't have to have it all figured out because every deal is different. Every right. single seller and buyer that you're dealing with is different, and there's no two deals exactly the same. Well, to, to piggyback on what you said, uh, I, I, uh, the term I got from one of my mentors, and he called it uh, just-in-time learning versus just-in-case, right? Mm -hmm. And I see this all the time where you know, if you look at the transaction and you know, you're starting out from brand new, from scratch, and you're just trying to get your first marketing campaign out, and, and people would come to me and ask me questions. I think this is why I'm not a good coach, because you're gentle. I am not gentle. They come back to me and, uh, uh, and <laughs> they would, they, they, I told them, get your postcards out. And then they would ask questions about, you know, what happens at closing with the HUD statement? And I would say, don't bother with, me, with that right now. Get the damn postcards out and don't call me back until you've done it. But, you know, what happens is that, you know, yeah, you can go out and you could learn and you can study and, and, and go through a bunch of videos, tutorials on how to read a HUD. But if you don't have your first direct mail campaign out, for example, then you're wasting your time, right? Because you've got to consume whatever information is necessary right at the point that you need it. Because, uh, you know, even if you go through that information, you're only going to retain 20% of it. But, uh, you know, I struggle with that because I'm not, I'm not a good coach, uh, Joe. Because if I tell you to do something and, uh, and you don't do it, then I'm more likely to hang up the phone and say, just call me when you get it done, okay? Please. Well, you know what? And I do that a lot. And I forgot to, in my answer, I forgot to do this. And I just typed it in. I sent him another email here just while you were talking. And I asked him this question, below so-and-so, how many offers have you made in the last week? Right, exactly. That's it. That's I shouldn't it. have even answered his other question. I should have just left it with that. But yeah, I, I am a nicer coach than you, Chris. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're, you have a better bedside manner. That, that, that's, why, that's why they like you. They don't like me. They don't like me. Um, but I think, no, no, I, I think you would be a great coach if you had the patience for it because of exactly what we're talking about. Right, you know? right. Well, yeah, I think that, uh, I think that yeah, that, that's the thing that I was thinking about is just that, um, you know, 
I'm trying to think about everybody always talks about, you know, just, you know, there's a book that I read recently, Relentless by uh, Tim Grover. Do you, are you familiar with that book? No. Uh-uh. And, and, and um, there's a book also that I have, which is an old book by a swimming coach. And I don't swim, right? But there's a, uh, there's a book here, here hmm. called, uh, it's called Winning Isn't Normal, which is a kind of a neat little uh, title of a book. And, uh, and one of the things he talks about is that, and you've heard this before, where in, in school they give kids like trophies just for attending the game, right? You lose, but hey, you get a trophy, right? And sometimes when you tell someone, someone say, uh, tries to do something and they don't get it done or maybe they don't have success. And many times we'll say to them, well, you did your best. At least you did your best. And, you know, I have a problem with that because when all is said and done, you have to be willing to accept the fact that you could sit here with me and Joe and you could say, Joe, Chico, I'm doing my best. I really am doing my best. But the fact is that your best just isn't good enough. You know, you're just not cutting the mustard. And so, you know, part of that is the realization that you might say, well, I'm doing my best. I have a job. I only can do this for an hour a week and I'm making an offer every week or so. And my answer is that, okay, well, you're doing your best, but that, that's not going to cut it. You know, you might as well just pack it all up and go. So I think that part of the equation is, is, is understanding that, look, the fact is in our industry, right, a very small percentage of people have success. It, it, there's no doubt about it, right? You buy, of everybody who buys courses and attends coaching programs, because otherwise then everybody be making millions of dollars. That's not the case. You go to a seminar room, you know, a, a regular seminar room, you have one or two people that are successful. Everybody else is just, you know, uh, bumping into each other and shaking hands and doing whatever ha- happens at seminars. But the fact is, is that I always think about the fact that uh, people are not willing. Uh, they, there's a disparity between the action that's necessary and that what they're doing. And that comes down to expectations, right? Because sometimes people will say, well, gee, uh, this is another pet peeve of mine to say, well, Chris, I haven't done a deal yet. But I just want to, I want to, I want to get, is your system allow me to completely outsource and get a VA to do the business? Because I only really want to spend a couple hours a week. And literally I tell them, I I will type into support. I say, this is not for you. Please go find somewhere else to go because this ain't going to work. You're just going to, I tell them literally, I said, all you're going to do is buy my stuff. And then 30 days later, you're going to ask for a refund. Why don't we just cut it? But, you know, I just think that, that it's, it's the willingness to be open with yourself to know that, hey, are you really doing what it takes to succeed or are you doing your best, which sometimes may not be enough for you to have the success you want? And I know it's a little bit harsh, but any thoughts on that? That's so good. I just bought the book. You you just bought the book. I just bought the book because I was listening to what you were saying. I was taking action and I wanted to illustrate a point that when somebody says something to you, you do it. So yes. now I've got this book right here. I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to go and look at the reviews yeah. and, and yeah. try to figure out, ah, should I buy this book or not? It's a lot of money. I just bought the stupid book and I was reading yeah. it. Well, you know, I want to read this because I think this is a good one and not that I'm, I'm, I'm preaching from, I'm preaching from the book of, of, of winning isn't normal, but I think this is really instructive. And it says here, <laughs> winning isn't normal. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with winning. It just isn't the norm. It's highly unusual. 
every race has only one winner, no matter how many people are entered, not to mention all those people that tried and failed to make the cuts, only one person or one relay wins each event. Um, and, and then finally he says, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he says this, which I think is great. Winning is unusual. And as such, it requires unusual action, right? And so that's it. The thing I think about is, is that uh, because I've been guilty of that myself, you know, I've been guilty of saying, you know, I'm doing the best I can, but really thinking about it, you know, I just, I wasn't doing what was required. And so yeah. I, I, that book is a great book. The other book is, uh, in terms of mindset is Relentless by Tim Grover which I recently went through his materials and he was the uh, coach, uh, the uh, personal trainer for Michael Jordan for many years and also for Dwayne Wade. And he has a very, very sharp edge to him, you know, and some people might listen to him and say, well, you know, I, you know, I don't like that. I want balance and, and everything else. And, and to me, I, you know, if you look at any one of those people that are out there like Joe uh, that, that are doing big things, it, there's a lot of work and a lot of dedication required and you just got to be mindful of that, right? If all you want to do is make an extra 20 grand a year, then that's fine. There's no, nothing wrong with that as long as you are aware of the fact that that's fine and the actions required. But if you're trying to make $250,000 a year, but you're taking the actions of, of, of a 20, you know, of, of that's going to bring you $20,000 and then you continue to go on about your life for years and years thinking you're somehow going to get to 250, we got a problem here. And I don't mean to be harsh, but I think that that's the reality of it. And, 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 and I say that because I have just been guilty of that myself so many times and I've had so much pain and suffering because of that. And, and, and I think that, uh, you know, I always remember about this quote that said, you know, I'm not a sports fan, but um, they said that on, on the, whenever you see a, a major league baseball player, right, out in the, in the game, that he stands on the broken dreams of thousands of other people that wanted to be in his position. So think about that. Think about that. And so, um, so anyway, not to be somber, but anyway, that's, that's, that, well, I, I think that that's important. <laughs> it's really good. I just bought the book Relentless as well. Okay. I'm a little nervous about reading this book. Like this is, looks pretty, uh, pretty intense. And I think, to be honest, I think people really need to um, start thinking bigger and uh, being willing to, you know what? Take that leap of faith. Stop thinking too much about this stuff and just start doing. I think that's got to be one of the best successful traits that I think of in students that I've had that have done the best. They spend more time implementing than they do thinking about implementing. You know what I mean? Well, it, 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 I, would bring it, I would bring it down to, <coughs> to, to find a, a, maybe a more granular way in the sense that what's the plan? I was talking to a, a, a relative of mine and I asked him, I said, he says to me, I want to lose weight. I said, okay, so what's your plan to lose weight? And this is, he's a young kid and him and I are sitting, I said, uh, what do you mean? What's your plan? I said, well, you said you want to lose like 20 pounds. Like, how are you going to do that? Oh, I'm just going to watch what I eat and uh, I'm going to try to work out. And I said to him, I looked at him in the eye, I said, you ain't going to lose the weight. You can just be just as fat two months from now that you are today, right? And he's like, what do you mean? I said, well, if I was talking to you and, 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 and I was talking to you, you told me that. And I went and talked to somebody else and I asked them, what are you going to do to lose weight? And they said to me, well, you know what? Here's my meal plan for the week. Here's what I'm going to eat. Here's uh, the workouts I'm going to do. Here is the times I'm going to work out. 
right? Here is an accountability person that I have related to this. Um, here and then they get and here's all the supplements I'm taking, and here's the regimen. I'm gonna wake up every day at this time and everything else. And I said to him, I said, Who who would I put my bet on? If I was a betting man in Vegas and I had to bet on somebody losing weight, who's who would be the win? Who who would I bet on? It wouldn't be you. Because you got no fucking plan. Sorry, I didn't mean to swear. See, I came out of it trying to hold myself. And it's just, you've, done, you've done so good. Yeah, so good. It just, it's, I, I feel like a release. I feel like it's just like a release. <laughs> uh, but I said now. to him, I said, you know, who am I going to put my money on? He said, well, not you, because you're going to be fat at the end of two months. But this guy, he has a... So how could you apply that to your business, right? What's the intentionality around around your business? And, 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 and so that's the, the granular part of it is, is that it's not, you know, it's, he's hoping the, my, uh, my friend was ho- is hoping to lose weight. The other guy has a plan, right. That he can monitor, that he can make adjustments and everything else. And so that's what really what we're talking about. And so someone might say, he said to me, well, gee, that sounds like a pain in the ass. Like, and I'd be like, well, that's what's required. That's if you want to lose the weight, that's what's really required, right? Otherwise, you're gonna walk around like you know, you know, fatty pants. And and I did say I did, we had that. This is not a you know. I had that conversation with her. That book, Relentless, was the key. Now I'm just like I just say whatever you know. <laughs> My the number of friends that I have is slowly decreasing, Joe. <laughs> uh, well, good man. All right, so let's let's wrap this up. Do you have anything else on your notes? that uh, you want to talk about and mention? Uh, what, uh, what did I have here is, you know, the, the thing, uh, if I was to say to someone, right, every system out there, right, I would say, you, you tell me if you agree with that or not. Would you say that most people that are out there teaching real estate investing, whatever they got going on, that their system has a chance of working? Would oh, you agree t- with that? I'm looking over here to my right is a right. crap, the crappiest course I've ever bought. Right. It was the first course I, I spent 13 grand on credit card signing up for this coaching program. It was before I bought your course, like two or three years before. Right. And uh, I didn't, I was so mad. I bought this program. I was, went through the coaching calls. I didn't get the guru that I thought I would be able to talk to. I didn't get to talk to him. They sent me this crappy course and I didn't make squat on it. And my wife was like supporting me. She, 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 we agreed to put it on the credit card together, 13 grand. That's like, that was, at the time it was two months salary for me, right? And uh, so, and, and then about a couple of years ago, I pulled that thing out and I looked at it and I was looking at it. Like, you know, this is pretty basic stuff. Like this is pretty elementary, but knowing what I know now, if I would have just implemented that, half right. of what that book said to do, I would have been able to quit my job three years earlier. I would have been doing much, much better and I would have made money on it. You're absolutely right. So, so, so if you take that into consideration, then it's really a, a question of, 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 of what's the, I would say there's a million things you could do, but what's the required action, right? For you on whatever, whatever path you're going on, right? There's 10, 15, 20 million things to do. What is that one or two things that need to get done, right? right now not like what needs to get done two months from now what needs to get done right now if you haven't done your first mailing campaign it's what's the next required action right what is the information you need to to learn and understand right before that required action and you know the the other the, the final thing i would say is is that it's not just about you have to become that person right 
if 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 uh, Warren Buffett was going to come down from Omaha, Nebraska, and he was looking to bet money on who has become a real estate investor, and he looked at what your plan is, is he going to put money on you? Is he going to invest in you and say, you know what, I got my money on that guy because that guy has his shit figured out? And you know, if you don't, then then that's you. That's on you. That's on on nobody else's. So I think it's just. Uh, you know, I, I like that book because it's, it's you know, it's, everybody will think it's a pain in the butt. Why am I going to do that? Why am I going to monitor what I'm doing? And, and, and But in the end, it's really what's required. And I, I just don't think, I just don't think, I will say this, I just, I, I just think that people are doing the best they can. They really are. But they are not really, really aware of the fact that their best is just not good enough. That's my, my contention. That's really good. And I, uh, I'll, I'll end it with this too. Um, I think people need to stop asking what if, right. start asking what next. Like what is the next thing that I have to do to start making money? And if it's for you, it's like direct mail. Well, okay, the next, what's the next thing I got to do? Got to buy a list. So where do I go buy a list? Then you go do it. After you buy the list, okay, I got to send postcards. Which, right. You know, what, what postcard do I send? Okay, open up the course, page and book. I'm going to send this postcard out. Then what next? Okay, well, then start getting calls. So I better get a phone number. All right, whatever it is, you know, the steps. So stop thinking so far ahead. Stop complicating this. Stop asking, well, what if this happens? And start just asking, what is the next thing that I've got to do? I think, Joe, what's going to happen, people are going to listen to this podcast. They're going to... Uh, after listening, be like, man, I feel like crap now. I feel like I'm a sloucher. I feel like I like I'm just not doing enough. I feel like I'm just withering away. And I just say that is a good thing. Okay, that's what I would end it with. <laughs> the the motivational podcast with Chris Chico and Joe McCall. We will uh, uh, berate you. We will call you names, but in the end, you'll make money. <laughs> That's good enough for me. That's awesome. You would make a great coach, Chris. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Joe. I don't know about that. I do want to go to your uh, house. I want to be, uh, I want to take, uh, I'm going to go see Alex Youngblood in a couple of days. I'm going to go drive up to Orlando and visit what? him. He's in Orlando still. Oh, that's right. Yes, he is. Yes, He's but there I do for want to make it. I've never been to St. Louis. I've never been to your neck of the woods. I see your compound. I see the land. You know, I'm Puerto Rican. I've never been, I've never had so much land before. I think I'm going to go to your house and just run, run like a mad lunatic all over the place and just like do cartwheels and stuff like that. And it would just be amazing, fun. You, you need to get out of Florida. Your thing, your machine that you drive over there. It's a Segway. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> you should. So anyway, I'll, you should, okay, I'll tell you what, this spring, yeah, uh, I'll invite you when it's the weather's a little warmer. Yes, and you can come out of your shell. And, yes, uh, in 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 the spring it'll be beautiful here. I'm gonna invite you over, and uh, I got I you know what I got an idea, and I'm gonna talk to you offline about okay. that. Okay, I think that would be a, I think it'd be a great idea. Okay, all right. Oh, I, I like this idea. And I will so make, everybody, I guarantee that I will make myself at home at your house. I will go into the refrigerator at any time. I will use your toilet paper. I will use your sheets. Yes. I will use everything and every crevice of your house will be fully explored. <laughs> that I guarantee. I, no, I'm not going to let you in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to let you in my house. Um, but we have a separate carriage house where my office is. So down below is like a mother-in-law suite. Okay. So we have a bedroom down there and a bathroom, full bath, best shower and everything. Well, I'm coming with my family. You know that. I'm coming wife and kids and the whole thing. How many kids do you have? I have, I have two daughters. Bring them. 
Okay. I got two daughters and two sons, and my daughters will play with your girls. Okay, so perfect. We got a dog. You have a dog? No, I don't have dog, but I take allergy pills because I'm allergic to dogs. Well, this she's a golden doodle, so she's hyperallergenic. People tell me that all the time, man. It don't make no difference. Don't worry, I'll pack. I'll pack a bunch of allergy pills. Don't worry about that. That's not gonna right. stop. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Chris, right. for being on the show. Appreciate it. Hey guys, if you want to get more information about Chris, go to. I was going to say, just, just, just have him Google me, Chris Chico. Even even YouTube, uh, Google will autocorrect you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, his first name is C R I S. Right. Flipanywhere.com. ChrisChico.com. ChrisChico.com. All right. Yeah. C R I S. Yes. C H I C O. ChrisChico.com is the best place to go. And uh, I don't know, give him some hard time about his how much he hates apple or something you know like right exactly yes and then and, and then oh he loves to talk about bitcoin and cryptocurrencies <laughs> so, so talk to him about that yes and and then there's another guy that we have as a mutual friend some of you might know who i'm talking about so he loves talking about him yes as well yes and, uh, but you know to each his own all right i gotta go man all right good talking to you chris this has Thanks, been enjoyable good talking to you we'll do it again all right Bye-bye.